Welcome, folks. It's James Black here with the CSE, and I'm happy to be joined today by uh, Robert Galarza with True Trace Technologies. We're broadcasting from the top of First Canadian Place at the Public Entrepreneur Podcast Studio. And uh, really happy to have you here today, Robert, joining us on a, what is turning out to be a very busy day and a busy week in the city. Just after Labor Day, yeah. we've had uh, MJ Biz Conference happening in the city. And, uh, I, you know, if you thought there was going to be any time to rest on your laurels after the <laughs> We're full, we're full speed. So tell me where you came in from today or the last couple of days and, and what brought you to the city? Yeah, I mean, uh, so I came in for the Toronto Film Festival. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I actually flew in uh, from Los Angeles yesterday. Um, yeah. We moved uh, some of our, our U.S. operations into, into our L.A. office. And then we uh, actually uh, we do a lot of our operational stuff in Canada and Calgary now. Um, but I'm in Toronto literally every month. So I came in. We have multiple meetings throughout the, the course of the next week. We just did a huge partnership with Deloitte. Uh, it's got announced yesterday so i have meetings with him in a couple hours to really do a big kickoff um and then obviously it's mj biscon as well and is kind of perfect perfect timing and and then obviously it's a beautiful beautiful day and beautiful summertime and uh, it's nice being up here on the second second floor when or 72nd floor 70 without, second, without yeah. all the clouds so now <laughs> i can actually see it's really beautiful yeah i know toronto has some uh, nice viewpoints and uh especially out of this office so uh, True Trace is sort of at a very interesting intersection of the of the of the world here, public markets world. You've got a blockchain component and a cannabis component, two very on their own right hot areas in the last couple of years. Um, but you've got a combination, and the value proposition I'll let you talk about it is uh, mm-hmm. bringing blockchain into the cannabis world to ensure quality and distribution. Yeah. And maybe you can just touch and expand on that point as to, as to what you guys really do. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's it's obviously when we first started the company, the, you know, there's this big kind of buzz excitement about the, those two particular spaces, uh, spaces. Um, but reality is we've been in the cannabis market for eight years, yeah. uh, California first and then Canada. And my partner has been in, you know, everything from supply chain to sophisticated enterprise software technology for 20 years. And so we understood that in order for this industry to really actually mature, mm-hmm. we were going to have to really start to build better infrastructure around data management and interoperability of systems, right? Because, you know, your Fortune 500 companies, your law laws of the world that come into the space and, you know, the large liquor manufacturers at some point, tobacco companies, they work on a very uh, sophisticated, in, you know, data architecture so solution. And cannabis has lived on its own island for, you know, for a while and its own legal island for the past few years and then for yeah. many years on its own illegal island. Um, and so we really focused on data and what that's really why blockchain got us excited too was like this system for you know decentralized data management uh, aggregation you know ip protection all kinds of really cool benefits that could attach themselves to a supply chain solution like ours and um you know and then really hopefully you know together working with organizations like shoppers and like deloitte and like you know afria which is announced today really and all the other licensed producers that we're working with to really look at how we can start to really create finite data points on the on the products right. and the inventory for patients and, and customers. Now, on the cannabis front, are you guys applying this technology on top of or into the flowers, oils? Mm-hmm. Well, what what um, what products in cannabis can you can we touch? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we're very we're very granular, right? So, mm-hmm. from a data perspective, we're doing everything from motion movement, you know, at all of the aspects going along with asset the assets themselves. Um, but we integrate into uh, third party laboratories. So we work with a number of analytical labs, and we've done you know Anandia and ANL and groups like that, uh, as well as folks doing really finite different types of genetic testing related to the products. Mm-hmm. And again, all of those are just subset data points, right? And so it's really not like we don't actually focus on the 
testing per se, but we're looking at as we manage the data, then we can start to build standardization around the testing as well, which is really one of the other things we're seeing in the industry needing to be there. So we're kind of the the architectural data layer behind okay. a, a lot of the stuff. Um, and then from there, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, we're, I was just on a phone call today with groups that do like really cool, like, you know, dosing solutions. And they were looking to do data aggregation on the patient side. And we're like, I, we marry together and away we go. Right. And, and when, um, I guess I'll give a little preview. If anyone reads our magazine, Public Entrepreneur, uh, you'll be featured in that magazine. And one of the sort of interesting stories that, that came out of that article, which I hope makes the final issue, is what you guys did with uh, CBD water yeah. and how that was a perfect use case for how you guys operate. Uh, maybe you can touch on how that yeah. There, there was an issue and you guys helped or at least are helping solve that. Yeah, well, we work with this. There's a great company in L.A. Uh, called NXT Water, um, and they really kind of focused on high quality, uh, a broad spectrum of cannabinoid water. Right. <clears throat> and it's a challenging thing when you're in this new Wild West rodeo market that we're in in cannabis yeah. to differentiate yourself from those people that aren't putting real quality products out. So what they were finding was they were doing these blind test studies multiple products are coming back with no CBD in them or CBD water. You know, oil and water don't really mix. So they these guys had found some really great technology and they, right. they kind of broke the code and they wanted to figure out a way to di- differentiate themselves in that space. And they also are in so like these elite health markets in uh, in California. There's a, a, a market called Air One, which is like the Whole Foods on steroids, all the celebrity shop, and all that other stuff. So they're in there, and they're like, "We want to, we want to be able to show pure validation of this product uh, for the people that are buying it." Right. So is that is that what um, has brought shoppers into the mix? Is that now they feel comfortable? You, they're getting more comfortable with the products being on the shelf because they have the data backed um, verification. Or yeah, I mean, they're, they're so we looked at this thing from you know originally just from kind of a pure supply chain, and you know yeah. we we always looked at it as oh well you know cultivators are saying they grow the best stuff like surely this is going to be a benefit to them, and then what we found was really the the issue was really more like you know. Um, Shoppers is a pharmacist at their core, so they have a very different mindset and tenant, and they are used to being able to scan a den and see everything on that product. Very granular information in the pharma space. And in cannabis, it's just like, oh, well, this is what we call it. And they're like, well, okay, well, I don't understand. Like, what are you tracking? What are you tracing? And they're like, oh, well, it's the strain name. And well, what's that strain name mean? And how do I know there's consistency? And we're already seeing the deviations in testing and output and outcomes and things like that. So they they are like, look, we, we need to, to change the landscape on this. Yeah. And uh, we came in, they looked at, I would say dozens and upon dozens of technology companies and, and companies coming at Shoppers Drug Mart. They, they get pitched by everybody. Uh, we got introduced with our pedigree, with our background, with the other Fortune 500s, and we were able to kind of pass the muster, yeah. get through the incredible due diligence that is Loblaws. It's a, it's a machine yeah. um, and really make some exciting things happen. And, you know, really, I think in a lot of ways, help raise the bar for what medical cannabis can and should be, which is, you, I think all of us know, like I walk into a Shoppers Drug Mart, I'm going to get safe consistent product like that they like that's a tenant at across the board in everything they sell yeah and they're they're not going to allow it to be any different in medical cannabis yeah, you've got johnson johnson product and stuff like that it's just <laughs> yeah and and, you know, and and one of the things too is like you know this ideation that we we have the ability to police ourselves as industry like you know even in the pharma space like, that's one thing about about shoppers they're like yeah even these big pharma companies like we know enough about purdue and these kind of companies like like sorry they're not they don't always have pure integrity and in capitalism yeah so they're like look you need to be we need to have the oversight on this because we come at it from a medical practitioner perspective which is different than you guys who are companies and you guys who are in the cannabis space per se Can't just throw a slab of cbd sticker on everything 
pricing and <laughs> yeah. expect it's going to be what it says. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, you know, you often don't see that from the retail level that uh, that level of you know due diligence or efficacy. But I guess uh, you know, being in the business there and, and how successful they've been, you have to. Yeah, like you said you're you're selling pills. Okay, we're going to talk about um, Tommy, your partner. We're going to talk about your background as an entrepreneur. Uh, but first, we're going to uh, swing to a break. One moment. Broadcasting from the heart of Toronto's financial district at the top of First Canadian Place, CSE TV is your trusted source for what's happening in capital markets. Our hashtag finance podcast series gets you exclusive long-form interview content with visionary entrepreneurs and CEOs of companies in the news. The CSE's On the Street segments get you up close and personal with many of our listed companies. And don't forget that you can find the video version of this and all our media on our CSE TV channel on YouTube. For instant notifications, subscribe to CSE TV now. All right, and we're back with Robert Galarza from True Trace Technologies. Uh, Robert, I want to know more about your background, and <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about some of the other partnerships you've, you've ended up as a cap to this discussion. But you, uh, I've read a bit of your background. You used to be a lawyer involved in entertainment. Um, just, just maybe because we like to uncover a bit of the layers of these people that run these public companies. Where, where were you before, and what led you to this, you know, role? Yeah, Can- cannabis is always a funny one too, because it's like, how did you get in this business? <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, much can I say? Uh, my background was really, uh, I've been an entrepreneur at heart my entire life. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I did become a lawyer, but it was always like I wanted to do this for business, and then I broke into entertainment because I love the ideation of pub, you know, producing movies because it was like basically building a business from ground up. Um, but then I le- quickly learned like it's not quite all that's ma- 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 <laughs> made up to be. Uh, that led me into just unique opportunities after opportunities, uh, including managing professional fighters, and which was a blast. Yeah. Uh, the problem was is that I was always wanting to be a part of something very groundbreaking and innovative, and and technology was really something I took a, a keen interest in. And I got introduced to my partner Tommy, whose background was purely technology but we also were just like it was one of those like lightning in a bottle we saw each other like wow this is this this is someone i do business with the rest of my life and and we just became you know best friends and and just started building together and we did some really fun things in in, in and around entertainment around like fantasy sports and and esports and stuff like that which is yeah. really cool a little, little passion of ours uh but then we all just really took a shine to, to cannabis and and uh saw this as you know the ability to be a part of something really unique and yeah, i think in a lot of ways like that's that's the driving force for all of us as human beings beyond just money is like I want to be a part of something kind of impactful and meaningful. Yeah, you get a purpose behind your, you know, actions or else, you know, yeah. just float around, <laughs> do nothing of value. <laughs> exactly. No, I know we see that as a common theme across, you know, this this idea of entrepreneurship, right? You've got to there are people that create value that wasn't there before. And not everyone's an entrepreneur and that's totally cool. Yeah. Um, but you need these people to break new ground, take risks and obviously, uh, you know, launch new industries. So when you say, hey, look, you know, there was no one in the cannabis space before. Totally true. Unless you were, you're probably doing something illegal. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and very, and yeah. very few, few guys like, like guys like, so Tommy's background, just a little kind of like understand the technology side of it, like 20 years, yeah. this guy has been building systems for Microsoft, Google, you know, Mercedes Benz, like the most ridiculous, like somebody asked me, they said, how, where did this all begin? And I laughed. I said, Major League Baseball. And they go, what? Major League Baseball. And I said, well, Tommy built a system that tr- tracks and aggregates all real-time statistics for Major League Baseball, like when you're at the ballparks, so yeah. all the stats boards and stuff. And he built the algorithm, a massive amount of data architecture, right? And so the ideation of 
real-time data architecture was really what was born into what evolved into other industries and now cannabis, which is real-time information, real-time product moving across the board. Um, you know, really what it boiled down to was Tommy was a big, big advocate for cannabis. He was a big, you know, not just user, but user mm-hmm. for, you know, for medical side of the industry. So he was one of those guys that could be a little bit more, he was like a Microsoft Google guy who could jump into cannabis. Yeah. Uh, and he became the CTO for Weed Maps in California for, oh, for wow. almost two years. And and that was a that's a big thing, right? It's like it's like most of the guys in the the tech space haven't been able to jump in this landscape because it's been, you know, it's a it's a federally banned narcotic in the US and still to this day. As we know. And uh <laughs> yeah, I could see that, you know, appeal for someone who's maybe been building SaaS products or, you know, <laughs> for the last ten years go, yeah, this is a little more interesting. Or at yeah. least I can apply my skills and yeah, we certainly observe that, uh, especially in the last year, we've had two real major themes. You're seeing a lot of companies bring C-suite talent in, mm-hmm. a lot of turnover uh, in the CEO ships of these companies as they transition from, yeah, I was willing to start a company in weed to like, now I've got a former banker at a Goldman Sachs or someone running yeah. the company who knows how to talk to Wall Street. You always have the technical talent too, right? The people that went, you know, maybe they work with blue chip clients, but they're going, yeah, I now that I can dip my toe into this industry, which is state legal yeah in california um you 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 can kind of do it without feeling too much (laughs) risk right and i think over the last year too we've also seen some uh uh trepidation with border crossing and stuff like that which is eased up a bit i think so um it's becoming a more fluid market for talent and that's that's really exciting to see that yeah i think i think what's gonna what's gonna happen is you're gonna see this fine balance of those companies that have the ability to do cultivation really well yeah uh and product creation really mm-hmm. well and identification uh which is the base level of of production uh and then you're gonna see companies that are really good from an organizational management perspective and when those two marry one another you, that's when the big that's i don't know who's the, who's going to be the winner of that who knows but the the horsepower that comes out of that combination is going to be you know the the one or two companies that really plant the flag for you know hundred year or two hundred year. Well, yeah, you know, domination. I mean McDonald's doesn't grow its own beef, and Budweiser doesn't grow its own hops. I mean the feedstock yeah. for the whole industry is going to be in the domain of farmers who know totally. what they're doing, and they know how to you know squeeze those thin margins out of the <laughs> huge yields that they have to produce. Totally. And as we've seen, you know the value chain, you get companies come maybe seed to sale, and you go. Maybe that's not the right way to create a company. Now you're seeing companies divest their a lot of their uh, real estate, for yeah. example, to um, ensure that they can focus their balance sheet on the core of their business and the value creation that they provide. So totally, yeah. that seems to be what you guys are, are are entering in is sort of that value add later on in the in the chain. Yeah, um, where you know my I guess the question I was going to ask earlier was you know is there still a massive shortage in lab testing facilities and capabilities in the cannabis sector? I, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily there's a massive shortage in the facilities. I think there's a mm-hmm. massive issue when it comes down to uh, if the efficiencies within those systems. So yeah. one of the and it's been a blessing for us because the labs we work with are phenomenal. Yeah, their their people are amazing. The the way that they approach this industry is amazing, and they're oftentimes frustrated because you know the the businesses they've been in or laboratory world is not built for hasn't been built for cannabis so whether it be the lab, the lab information management systems their technology systems they use uh, some of their processes like they're they're looking to adapt as well and so when you have some of the folks like us that are kind of I would classify us as you know old specialists in this business being yeah. in it you know eight five eight years we're so old um it, you know we 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 started everything like like our system was built original line of code we were not built on anything else originally written 
for the cannabis industry or the strain secure platform is built, you know, ground up mm-hmm. for cannabis specifically. And that's important because then you can be malleable enough to adjust to the various changes and aspects of the industry rather than being, you know, an out of the box systems for something else. And you're trying to adapt, which is always a little, a little challenging. Yeah. You can, you can definitely lose uh, capabilities doing that. So, um, Tell me about Seattle and what you guys do down there and what Tommy's built. Wow. I mean, so the big one, obviously, you know, we we, we always talk about Microsoft because, you know, Tommy was a part of the launch of Bing and Xbox Live and really cool, oh, cool fun yeah. things like that. And we've been doing some great stuff with the guys in Renton for a long time. Uh, but he also built a company called, uh, which is really cool, a little fun one called Saltworks, which was, mm-hmm. you know, started a, you know, you start from a, you know, selling salt out of a garage, which is hilarious to think of. It's just like rocks out of a garage, which is basically what it is, to turning it into one of the, they are now the largest importer and exporter of specialty salts in the world and built on an ecosystem and uh, electronic ecosystem that he was able to, to build and support. And that's really cool too, like when you're able to say like, here's a guy who's built some really cool systems. He built the Alex engine for YouTube, which is really cool too. And, oh, and wow. it's a really fun thing is like for t- information. But at, at the core, being able to say like, yeah, this guy is still an entrepreneur at heart and can build things from the ground up. Interesting. And uh, speaking of sort of the flip side of that, not to be uh, mean, but you have Deloitte, which yeah. is sort of this, uh, monolithic big four you know uh auditing and accounting firm and consulting firm they they were not an early adopter early entrant into the cannabis world none Mm -hmm. of the big firms like that necessarily were but um now you're talking to them and and i you know know through other interactions they are very interested so what is what brought them on board or at least with you guys what was sort of the selling point for them to say hey we're we're down. Yeah, I mean, there were two. Obviously, the the door kicker is always when you're doing business with the largest pharmacy in Canada. It opens some doors, you know, I starts yeah. pretty quickly. <laughs> Once that happens, and when you walk in the door, then it's a matter of delivery. And really, their team very forward thinking, uh, very much focused on forensic data on the on the individual side. That's kind of been their 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 ballywick in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then connecting that with what we do on the product side, they just saw a really perfect blend. And then really just the you know going through the, all the processes of going, you know, the, we see incredible value in what you guys do. And for us, what we saw was incredible value because when you're a small innovative company, right, and tech companies specifically, it takes two things. It, you know, building the technology is number one, which yeah. is the first year is always the toughest process. Adoption year two, which is what we're seeing now. And then scale, like how do you really scale? And it's one thing to take and go, you know, go raise money and do all the stuff and grow, organically grow. But oftentimes the, the real intelligent companies are the ones able to say like we're going to we're going to be that 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 feeder fish that sits on side or outside of the great white shark and allows it to continue to yeah. open those massive doors for us um and their i will say their team here in in toronto has been absolutely phenomenal they're in absolute like we we work at the same pace and speed actually we're small companies we work we typically run circles around big organizations course, right yeah. that's just kind of how it works um we can move a lot faster um but deloitte actually works very, very pro- programmatically efficient, mm-hmm. right? So we oftentimes find ourselves like, like we have, you know, regular calls with them or regular meetings and regular, that's a nice cadence. And that's kind of, that's what it takes to consistently deliver for their clientele and, and our clientele and the, the clientele that we're going to go after together. So interesting. And to be clear, Deloitte's not a sponsor of this podcast, but we're, <laughs> we're happy to give them credit where they deserve it. And, um, I'll have a couple more questions. So maybe just really simply, what's your business model? Is that data, data business models are usually subscription or mm-hmm. there's some form of you're selling data sets to other people that aggregate and use it for different things? So the, most of what we do is is a base set of you were a SaaS solution 
right at its core, right? Because we yeah. build incredible, efficient asset management tools within an infrastructure and multi and multi-layered. So global, multi-location, multi you know mm-hmm. multi-user, the whole nine yards. Uh, in incorporated with that is we do have transactional components related to visibility, store you know storing, tracking, tracing. So when you have an enterprise company uh, or a regulatory body or you know the government comes in and says, I want to leverage this platform, then those that are putting data in. You know, there's a transactional model, which we know scales incredibly well. It's part of the large, larger adoption curve. We also see incredible value as we're starting to aggregate a lot of data for each asset. That information becoming very uh, valuable to our own clientele, right, yeah. as to what's going on with their with their particular inventory. Not only like, you know, genetically, but also just every everyday access to what's going on, how it's being worked on on a daily basis and all that builds into KPIs and, you know, the stuff that good software companies do. Gotcha. And my last point uh, or question rather is uh, with respect to Afria. So mm-hmm. just name drop them a couple of times. What's what's happening there? And what, what do you want to leave people with on that one? You know, I think it really, you know, we've we've signed, you know, multiple licensed producer. WeedMD obviously was our, our yep. kind of our, our leading LP and, and investor, early investor of ours and, and great, amazing team. And but Afria is a great organization to be able to show what kind of what I would classify as a like a industrial player. Right. They've been yeah. kind of one of the big few and, you know, multi jurisdictional groups. And um, so now we're, we're turning the page and opening up some you know really great doors and and it, what it is too is it also i think it shows that there's buy-in from these big producers to say look i i see the mission of what medical traceability and medical veracity needs to be of course and what you guys are doing um to do that and it what we do really does support the overall growth of the industry the, if we can build data models that are able to show consistent efficacy and consistency of product then the medical medical practitioners will look to use this more as a medicine. A little more confidence in the end product and what they're prescribing. Exactly. Which is still, I can detest as an issue. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, True Trace, where can people learn more about you to yourself for the company and what you guys are up to and, and, and kind of follow? Well, we're listed on the CSA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so obviously our ticker is TTT here. Uh, our website is trutrace.co. Yep. Um, and then we also have, you can just strangesecure.com is the, the platform's website. So Okay. And then, well, you, you may not see it directly on the shelves in the Shoppers Drug Mart, but you'll, you, you're confident that at some point people will get prescribed go to shoppers and then get uh, medicine, medicinal cannabis that has been validated and verified through strength secure. So what, what'll end up happening in the U S hopefully what we're doing in the U S will be similar to what you can do here yeah. in Canada, where you can scan the QR code and all of the dynamic real time testing data on that product is available with all everything from genetics to terpenes to the whole thing. We do that in the U S right now, which is really cool. Um, you know, Canada is pretty restricted on what we're able to provide today, but you know, this is the beginning, right? It's it's all about evolving and, and seeing where we can provide better education and information for customers and patients. Beautiful. Well, good luck with everything. Thank you so much, Robert, for uh, joining us in the studio today. Uh, for those watching, subscribe to CSE TV. You'll get all the videos of these podcasts. And if you're listening, uh, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening and watching. Hi, it's Grace from the CSC reminding you to make sure to follow us on social media for the latest updates on our listed companies as well as new listing alerts. For more in-depth content, be sure to pick up our free quarterly magazine, Public Entrepreneur, available online at thecsc.com. Thank you.